spicy lady. Welcome to part two of reverse engineering. The second half of this episode, second half of this mini series, whatever you would like to call it is going to be so powerful for you. And I just want to let you know, we are just going to dive right in. We're literally just picking up right where we left off from last week and talking about this idea of your self journey being a place of deep self-love and acceptance. So, you know, last week we reviewed taking care of yourself and having four different things in balance, sleep, work, rest, and play. And then the back half of self-care and taking care of oneself is the process of being with yourself and taking care of yourself fully and getting to a place where you arrive at deep self-love. So without further ado, let's hop back in that you want to call it your self-discovery journey, whatever it is that you want to call it. The ultimate arrival is deep self-love and genuinely not being worried about what other people think of you because you're so secure in who you are and who you were created to be. So when we're talking about your growth journey, yes, we're talking about moving forward and and hitting your goals and advancing in your career and being where you want to be and creating this dream life. And the biggest piece of that dream life is loving yourself fully, deeply loving yourself and who you are and all your quirks and all your isms. And a piece of that is play, is allowing yourself to have fun, going on vacation, turning your brain off, laying by the pool, hanging out with your friends, whatever that looks like for you. I don't know what play looks like for you, going to play around the golf, whatever it is. But it has to be a part of that. There's two big areas when it comes to reverse engineering. The first part is take care. And it's this delicate balance of sleep, work, rest, and play. And then the second part of reverse engineering, and it's really more of like a subcategory of taking care, but it's this idea of processing. And what I have found, and and again, when I look myself in the mirror or I notice times where I myself am feeling low and I'm not feeling very loved, inwardly and I'm feeling a little bit insecure. I also simultaneously notice that I'm not doing the things that I know are going to help me love myself deeper. Because again, it's like this loop. Thoughts, feelings, actions. Back to thoughts, feelings, actions. Back to thoughts, feelings, actions. And results comes at the end, of course. There are results from our actions. But then it all just loops over again. We have what 60,000 thoughts a day. We have to process them. We cannot sit and just let our thoughts ruminate through our head all day long. And you can't see me, but I'm like moving my hands in circles around my head and just letting them go, 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 and never getting them out of our head. We have to actually physically get our thoughts out of our head and either out loud or onto paper. And so the second part of reverse engineering is processing, being with yourself, taking time with yourself, processing, just sitting down and writing down in a journal. How am I feeling today? What were my thoughts today? How am I feeling right now in this moment? Especially, especially, especially. I cannot emphasize this enough, how vital it is for you to stop, especially in the midst of what I call a rabbit trail. So when I had really bad anxiety, and just was really like beating myself up constantly. And don't get me wrong. There are still days when I deal with it. There are still days when I, when I, when there's just some days that are harder than others. Again, not every day is perfect. And there are supplements that I take that help me a ton, but there's also practices that I put into place that have also helped my anxiety. And when I say a rabbit trail, I mean, 
you have one negative thought and then you just let them, you just keep digging and digging and digging and you just get negative and negative and negative and negative and negative. And really when I say beating yourself over the pulp, it's almost just like you're punching yourself. And this is like me punching my hand over and over and over and over of just this sucks about you. And this sucks about you. And this is why this, and this is why this, and you'll never be this. And how could you do this? And you should have done this and you drop the ball on this and this and this and this. I mean, when you're just literally like beating the shit out of yourself, this is the best time for you to stop and process and write down everything that you just thought about yourself. And it might bring you to ugly tears, but sister, it's a hell of a lot better than you just sitting and letting those thoughts beat you to death and putting yourself into this state of anxiety or depression. Because when you sit and you just allow all these toxic thoughts to just keep ruminating and beating your mind up and destroying you mentally and destroying your mental health, that's where it's going to lead you. Or, or you're going to just repress them and push them down and push them down and push them down and pretend that they've gone away. And it's only going to make it worse when they all inevitably bubble up to the surface. My coach puts it like this. It's like, you're pushing a beach ball down into the water and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Eventually the beach ball is going to burst out of the water. I cannot say it enough. Repression is not deletion. When you repress your thoughts and you repress your feelings, they're going to come back up. So if you find yourself in a rabbit hole where you're just beating yourself up, stop, find a pen, find a piece of paper, turn on your voice memos, talk to a safe person and just out loud or write down everything that you're saying to yourself, all those thoughts that you're speaking over yourself. Because then, like I said, at the very beginning, one, you can see how ridiculous they are and how untrue they are. And two, once you know what they are, awareness is the key to healing. You have to be aware of the things that the, of the thoughts that keep coming up for you before you can ever move to replace them. If you are not consciously aware of the thoughts that keep coming up for you, you're never going to be able to, to get rid of them and replace them with something healthier. And sometimes there are thoughts that we have about ourselves that we let hang out for years I've done it, friend. I'm not coming to you from a place of perfection. I'm telling you right now that I am not. I'm coming, you, I'm coming to you from a place of experience, of thoughts that I had in my head that I just let hang out for years and just try to push the beach ball down again and again and again, instead of just letting it come to the surface, letting myself feel it fully and then replacing it with something that's healthy and that is actually helping my mental health and building me up and healing me and moving to me to a place of deep self-love. Have I arrived? Absolutely not. Absolutely not have I arrived. But do I love myself now more than I loved myself five years ago, four years ago, three, two, one? Do I love myself now more than I love myself six months ago? Absolutely. We're human beings. We're naturally errant. We come into the world in a, with error. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. We were never created to be perfect. And because that's true, we have to start writing down the imperfections about ourselves and writing down those thoughts that are killing us mentally and replacing them 
replacing them with things that are beautiful about ourselves, replacing them with things that are valuable about ourselves. And I don't mean beautiful in, in a vain way. I don't mean beautiful physically. I mean, mentally, who you are. And also, and yes, also in a physical way, because again, this body that you live in was not here by accident. And if you look in the mirror and you find yourself beautiful, I also want you to know that there's nothing wrong with that. It's crazy to me that we live in a world where women are criticized for thinking that they're beautiful or thinking that they're attractive or thinking that they're gorgeous or thinking healthy thoughts about themselves physically. It doesn't make you vain if you find yourself beautiful. It actually, to me, my argument is that you are actually worshipful. Because if you find your body, your physical body beautiful, that was given to you by the creator. So therefore you are being worshipful to the creator about something that he created or the universe created or creator created, whatever it is that you believe in, but I believe in God. And so my thought process is if you find yourself beautiful, that's you worshiping something that God himself created. And then when we go internally and we recognize how beautiful our thoughts are and how creative we are and how intelligent we are and how wise we are and how empathetic we are, it helps us love ourselves even deeper. You have to process with yourself. You have to spend time with yourself. And since I'm here, you have to spend time with your creator. Because again, when you spend time with the, with the being that created you, you only love yourself deeper. You end up loving the creator more and loving what he created. The second piece of processing is processing with community, a healthy community. Don't process with somebody who's just going to return to you a complaint about themselves. That is to me, oh my gosh, y'all. Don't process with somebody who's just going to return your complaints with complaints about themselves, because then you're just beating each other up and just speaking it out into the world. Don't surround yourself with people who are just going to return your complaint about yourself with a complaint, with a complaint about themselves, because then you're just going back and forth with complaints and misery. It's like that scene in Mean Girls. They're all at Regina George's house and Regina George and Gretchen Wieners and Karen are all standing in the mirror. And Regina George complains about her shoulders because she believes she has manly shoulders. And then Gretchen Wieners complains about something going on with her that's negative about her body. And then Karen looks at her fingernails and she's like, ugh, my nail beds suck. And then all three of them look to Lindsay Lohan for her to complain about her body. And she says like, I have really bad breath in the morning. And she's, she's caught off guard. She's not used to an environment where you're complaining about yourself, complaining about how ugly you are or your shoulders or your nail beds. Who gives a shit about your nails? She's not used to an environment where you're just berating yourself and being self-critical. And you actually watch as the film develops, the more she spends time with the mean girls, the more she's mean to herself. You have to spend time in a community that is loving and that will call you out on your shit. Again, I go back to the support system episode. If you are in a community that's toxic and when you complain about yourself, your friend returns with a complaint about herself, that's not helpful. We think that it's helpful because we want to be like, oh, sis, you're not the only one who feels that way. It's not helpful for you to just sit in each other's presence and berate yourselves. I, I, I put into practice this game, practice, whatever it is that you want to call it with my friends and my family and my husband and I do it with each other. And it's called three nice things. 
And if you are ever around me in person and you say something ruthless about yourself or something mean about yourself, you can expect me to say one, no, you're not. And two, say three nice things about yourself. And sometimes even take it further than that. If you say something rude about somebody else, I say, you got to say three nice things about them and nothing vain. It's kind of like in the help. And she says, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. And the girl says back, I is kind, I is smart, I is important. You need to have people in your life who call you out and play three nice things with you. And I challenge you to take that with you. When you're around somebody and they're talking negative about themselves, first say one, no, you're not. And two, say three nice things about yourself, nothing vain. You are not allowed to complain about yourself in my presence. Because I'm not, I'm not having that negative energy around me. And if I say something ruthless about myself, I expect you as my friend to return and say, one, no, you're not. And two, say three nice things about yourself. It's so powerful. And it's so crazy because people get really uncomfortable with it because we're not in a society that tells us to speak kind words over ourselves. We live in a society where if you say something nice about yourself, you're braggadocious or you're cocky or you're overconfident. Ugh, she's so cocky. Ugh, she's so full of herself. You're damn right I'm full of myself. I'm incredible. I was created by an abundant, beautiful, amazing creator. I myself am abundant and beautiful and amazing. And you yourself are abundant and beautiful and, and amazing. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. You need to be saying these things over yourself every single day. A woman who loves herself, who is full of herself, in quote, you can't see my air quotes, is a woman who simply loves herself and recognizes how powerful she is and how beautiful she is on the inside and the outside. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with finding yourself incredible. In fact, there, that is everything that is right. If you wanna even play the right and wrong game. But I'm so tired, I'm so tired of people allowing self-judgment and self-criticism to just be the norm and to just speak and complain out into the world. You don't have to comply to a negative energy. I've talked about it before. You don't have to comply to a negative energy. You always have the power to change the energy in a room. And the game, three nice things, I'm telling you will change an energy. And you might just have to sit in the uncomfortability of it. Say three nice things about yourself. And you just sit there and you just wait. That's what a friend does. That's what somebody who loves somebody does. I love you, so I'm not going to let you speak negative about yourself. And then you return that same favor back to yourself. If you find yourself berating yourself and you're in a rabbit hole, write down all those negative thoughts that you have about yourself. And then next to every single one of those negative thoughts, write down three nice things about yourself. And if you have to say something vain, say something vain or write something vain, write something vain. And the last thing that I want to talk about today, and I do wholeheartedly believe that this, this piece right here, this tip, this advice, whatever you want to call it is going to be powerful for you is go talk to a professional, get into therapy. It's not taboo. I hate that therapy used to be so taboo because it, it has almost carried into our modern day world. And it's much more normal now than it used to be. 
going to therapy and seeking a professional and processing with a neutral professional should be as normal as going to the grocery store or going to work or going to a regular doctor, going to the chiropractor, going to get our nails. It should be part of our routine is just going to see a therapist, talking with somebody about your feelings and what's going on on the inside and the battles that you're having internally. Everybody can benefit from therapy. I don't care who you are, how you feel, where you're at in your journey. You can always benefit from therapy. And I will die on this hill. In case you can't hear my passion, I will die on the hill of therapy because it is so transformative and so powerful. Some of my most powerful breakthrough moments have been when I have chosen to take time to process with a therapist. It's powerful self-practice to speak to an outsider. My coach, my business coach says it all the time is like, it's powerful to have an, an, a neutral observer because they can see the blind spots that we can't see. Sometimes there are blind spots that we can't see. And so you're thinking to yourself, Julia, I want to heal. I want to work through this. I want to be a woman who loves myself. I want to have deep self-love, but for whatever reason, I can't. I've put all these things into practice that you're talking about. I get good sleep. I take care of myself. I rest. I play. I eat really well. I take care of my body. I spend time with my friends. I have a powerful community. I journal. I pray. I sing worship. I spend time with myself. I put my phone down. I take a Sabbath. I do this, that, and the other, and I just can't get there. Sis, you have a blind spot that you cannot see. And that is okay. That is so okay. I cannot even begin to explain to you how okay that that is. It's okay that you have a blind spot. It's human. What's not okay is just choosing to live in the blind spot and never going to get it uncovered, never taking the blinders off. That's where therapy can come into play. That's where going and talking and processing with a professional and allowing him or her to notice your blind spot and bring your blind spot to the surface so you're no longer blind to it anymore, that's where the transformation can happen for you. That's where breakthrough can happen. Because it could just be one minor thing that you just can't see. And that's okay. That's so okay. And again, we live, it's so crazy to me because we live in a world and I didn't plan on talking about this, but I'll talk about it just a little bit. It's, it's crazy to me because we live in a world where you are condemned. If you do talk about yourself too much and you do love yourself so much, and you are so full of yourself, you're condemned in that and you're criticizing that. But then if you go on the other opposite end and you don't love yourself and you're negative and you're depressed and you're slouchy and you're complaining, you're criticized for being that way. And so it's like, well, how the hell would you like me to be? How would, it's ridiculous. And that's why friend, that's why, that's why, that's why you have to have this sense of deep self-love because you're never going to, you're never going to receive the approval that you need from external factors. It does. It's not going to happen. You're never going to receive the affirmation and the self-validation that you need from external factors. It's only ever going to come from you and from your creator. It's only ever going to come from healthy thoughts that are replacing thoughts that are beating you over the pulp. 
And therapy is a great way to get all of those thoughts out and into a safe space and out into the world and out into the air so that you can process with a professional and begin to replace those and begin to create your own safe space within yourself and begin to create a world where you deeply love yourself. And I just want to tell you, sister, I just want to tell you that it is possible. It's possible for you to feel secure in yourself. It's possible for you to have deep self-love. It's possible for you to wake up in the morning and be excited about your day and to enter into your journal just full of gratitude and have a day where there's not negative thoughts roaming around inside of you all day and sending you into anxiety or sending you into depression. It's fully and wholly possible. And the things that I talked about today, I wholly believe can get you there. And I just want to say it again, you were never meant to get there on your own. And a piece of that is your community and a piece of that is therapy. And that is okay. And it's so crazy to me that we're in 2022 and I still have to say like, it's okay to go to therapy. That to me is fucking baffling, but it's the world that we live in. And is that okay? No. But again, we are humans. So we are naturally errant. We naturally make error. We make mistakes. We live in a world full of other humans who also make mistakes and who mess up and trip and tumble and whatever. But you don't have to stay in the state that you're in. You don't have to stay in a place where you're beating yourself up. There are a lot of options when it comes to therapy. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know it was very in the weeds is what I like to call it. When I get very practical and just give you action steps, that's what I like to call in the weeds. And I know we were very deep into that today, but I just love this idea of reverse engineering it and, and getting yourself in a place where you're putting the actions into place first and allowing those to feed into your thoughts. But again, you have to know what thoughts are holding you up. You have to know what thoughts are keeping you from moving forward. And if you can't see them, that's when you have to, but again, you have to know what thoughts are holding you up. And again, sometimes we have blind spots and we don't know the thoughts that keep coming up because at this point they're subconscious. They're just etched into our brain and they just roll and roll and roll and roll and roll. And we don't even realize it. We're not even consciously aware of it. And that's where processing with yourself comes into play. That's where processing with the creator comes into play, processing with community, going to therapy comes into play, but also practically just taking care of yourself. I love you. And I want you to love you again. It doesn't matter what I think. Is it great to know that you have somebody that loves you? Yes, of course. Do I love myself? Yes. Do I love that? I know that I have safe people who love me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It helps me love myself even deeper. Thank God. And the same goes for you. So I love you. I hope that you walk away from today's episode feeling very seen and heard and understood, and then moving into a place where you, you can actually help yourself and you can move into a place of healing and move into a place of improvement and move into a place where you're just getting one step better every single day, one step closer to a place of deep self-love and fulfillment and joy. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, share it with your family. I want to be able to pour into other women like you who are on this journey, who are moving in their world and want to become the best possible versions of themselves. I love you so much. I'll catch you on next week's episode.